Welcome to a Longer Table podcast, a space for real and sometimes hard conversations that will often challenge your perspective and always empower you to pull up more seats around your own table. I'm your host, Amanda Carpenter. Let's dive in. Y'all are in for a treat. I have my friend Gina here. Gina and I have gone live together on Instagram. You may have seen that one. We are going to have just a fun conversation about her career, which is um, her art and her life as a black woman and how she uses her gifts and how all of those things intersect. She is such an encouragement to me. She's a mama, a wife, a creator. Um, Gina, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. We were just chatting about how tough life is right now as a working mother with this pandemic. Um, I know there's a lot of listeners who have kids and there's many who don't, but it is a hard time for all of us. Let's start with just asking you, how has this pandemic affected your work? Oh man, I think, um, I think it's definitely affected my work drastically, um, I'm actually just getting to a point where I feel like I can actually create from a space of like wanting to create again. Um, actually, I felt very like voiceless um, for a while. Um, I've been kind of buried in projects, but also not really finding the inspiration to create. Um, feeling like a bit of a wall with just everything going on, having the kids at home, trying to work from home, trying to like navigate what's going on in the world. And then, you know, on top of that, I live in Minneapolis, so I'm right in the <laughs> like heart of George Floyd and everything that happened here. And so it was just for so long, I felt like I don't have the words and I create a lot of my work from the words. Yeah. <laughs> so, tell everyone yeah. what you do. I guess I should have explained because I know you and Spoonful of Faith so well, yeah, but yeah. tell everyone what Spoonful of Faith is and what you do. Yeah. So I am an illustrator. Um, Spoonful of Faith is a studio that I started about six years ago. Um, and it mostly folks focuses on illustration and design. Um, I help small business owners with their branding and things like that, but I do a lot of just illustration and art projects. I also run an online shop, um, where I sell my artwork on, you know, products like mugs and t-shirts and really cute t-shirts. <laughs> yes. Yes. Your stuff is yeah. so cute. I, I genuinely love it so much. Thank and you. did you go to school for this or how did you end up in this career? No, I didn't. I went to school for marketing. So, um, I actually ended up in this career because it was a big push from God, honestly. Um, when I was about 25, I was working in marketing and I, I loved um, I won't say I love my job. I was good at my job. <laughs> it came easy to me. I, I went into marketing because it was the most creative side of business. And I felt like it was a good investment of my time <laughs> and skills. And, um, I was asking all these internal questions about like, I just didn't, I was like, if this is all life is, is just going to work and living for the weekend or the vacation, like, I don't want to live life like that. Like I want to enjoy my life. And um, God, you know, just, I like heard the voice of God. It sounds so like cliche, but like, that was the very first time that I ever felt like something impressed on my heart. And he, and the words that were spoken to me at that time were, why are you asking everyone else where to go, what to do, except the one who created you? Mm -hmm. And it was like, my eyes just open and I'm like, 
I totally should be asking my creator why you created me and why am I here? And so um, from there, it was about a year or two journey of like actually having my own walk with my creator and like Mm. getting to know my creator personally. And um, I felt, I started feeling all these nudges because I loved creating things. I loved making things. I thought everybody was like that. I'd fill notebooks with doodles and things. And I just thought that was normal. Mm-hmm. And um, I just started getting all these nudges like in my heart and my mind to just like share them um, mm-hmm. to show other people my work. And as I did that, it people were like, why aren't you doing this? <laughs> like, yeah. why aren't you doing this more? And so I continued to kind of like trust those breadcrumbs and like pick them up and walk and keep seeing what happens. And then Spoonful of Faith was born. And so that's kind of my (laughs) story of how I got here. And I love that because you didn't, it's not like you had this whole vision and then executed it. It was just like one true step of faith at a time. And I also think it's important to note that as you focused on your relationship with God, things started to be illuminated and you started to hear from him. And, and then like, it just evolved from there. It's, it's like, sometimes we go about it so backwards, or sometimes we think that if we hear from God, it's going to lead us into ministry in a traditional sense. And it's like, you didn't become a pastor. You didn't, you don't work at a church. You are an illustrator. A lot of your work has nothing to do maybe necessarily like with faith directly, Mm -hmm. but you get to show your faith and use the gifts that God put in you, which is exactly what he wants of us. Um, I guess just what comes up for me is there are so many people I think who underestimate the value they have in this world because their gifts look differently than someone else's. It's like, I was telling a friend the other day, she's looking for an, uh, an executive administrator to like assist her in her business. And she was saying, I can't find anyone. Like everyone I attract is also a creator and they don't want this job. Like they think <laughs> they want this job, but they don't want this job. They want to work with me because I'm in a creative business, but I actually need someone who's gifted and wants to do nitty gritty admin work. Mm -hmm. And we were just chatting about how many people we feel strive to be a creative when they're actually not. I have a really good friend too. I'll keep this short, but I have a really good friend who is currently a stay at home mom, but she's a nurse and uh, just not practicing right now. And she was even telling me, she's like, I realized I was striving to be like you and everyone else who has some sort of creative outlet. And I, I just, it dawned on me, like, that's not how God created me. Like my gifts are, and she started listing off her gifts, which are so vastly Mm -hmm. different than mine. And I just, it was so cool to see her light up and to own how God created her. So it's cool to see you've done that. And I just want to speak to the women and people listening who don't have the same style of gifts that God has given someone like you or or myself. So it's just so cool. I am curious if you'll want to share a little bit about your faith. So uh, did you grow up in a two-parent household? Were you always a Christian? Tell, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so I, I, it was actually kind of funny as you were talking. I was thinking about how I grew up because I my dad's a my dad's an assistant pastor, so I actually grew up with like um, just going to church like every weekend and being in the church all the time. It actually um, it was more of my I would say it's more of my parents' faith as I was younger. Um, I always wanted to like experience or like know God, but I don't think I was ready. Maybe I don't know. And and it wasn't until I, um, I don't think I was like mentally, like uh, if I really understood it 
um, until I was in like older. And so like actually at the age of like 19, I went or 18, I went away to school um, in a different, I went to Northern Illinois University and, and so it was like seven hours away from my parents. And I just was like, I'm not going to church anymore. Like, I don't know what I really believe. And I don't know. Um, I just don't know God. I don't know him. I didn't know him personally. And so um, I actually, it's funny because I come from like such a strong faith household. But then I, like I said, when it wasn't until I was about 25. So it was about seven years of like, knowing that he was real, but like not really knowing him personally or having a, a connection to him. Um, and then when that day came, it was like fire. Mm. Like he is real. He is what, um, and, and the, the journey though, I think like what I really appreciate about it is that like, it's mine. <laughs> and like, I don't, no, like growing up in the faith, I had a lot of questions. I actually went, um, grew up in um, a church. It wasn't my parents' church, but it was um, very like family, like a strong family church. And but there were a lot of things that I was taught as a young person that were um, about just the character of God that was more like legalistic. Mm-hmm. And I don't, um, I just don't see him that way anymore. So there were a lot of things that I struggle with because I'm a perfectionism. Well, in some ways, because I'm really not, (laughs) but I'm more of a people pleaser. I guess I would say it that way. So I wanted people to be happy with me. And I thought God was the same way. I thought I had to prove myself. I thought I had to, um, you know, live a certain way in order to please him and, Mm. um, versus like following him and loving him and giving him my all and just trusting that he would guide me in, in, in the right way. And so, um, I still like have a lot of questions in my faith as a black woman and, you know, like just living in the world that I, (laughs) that we live in. It's like, why did you make us this way? Why did you make these things happen? Why did you put us here? I have so many um, questions. And I think that the me walking away from my faith and rediscovering it, strengthens the relationship I have with God because I'm open to having questions. Whereas when I was young, I didn't, I thought that was like not acceptable. Like you just did what you were told and that is the way it is. And, you know, and now it's just like me and God have crazy conversations where I don't know if sometimes I have an answer out of it. Right. But like, um, I just know that he listens and he's there and that he understands. And so, um, like faith, is definitely for me, it's like step by step, you know, like every day it's a little different. Like some days it's, I think I believe so strongly about things. Um, and the next day I'm like, I don't know, like, this is crazy. Like living Mm -hmm. in the middle of all of this, like injustice and like, just, you know, like, (laughs) I don't know, it's just crazy. But then, um, the more I'm strengthened more in just knowing him like for myself and just knowing him personally and not in thinking that I have to have all the answers to everything. I think that's where I'm at right now in my faith yeah. is that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm no, constantly I'm- reminded I don't need to have all the answers to everything. 
Yeah, that's so, so true. So good. Um, there's a long list of questions that I have for the day I meet Jesus face to face. Um, but yeah. until then, it's just like, I mean, I think that's the fun part about sitting around a table with people and talking to them and hearing their perspective. And it just, I mean, to be honest, it just makes me question. I, I end up leaving with more questions typically, exactly. right? Exactly. But, but let's talk about the fact that some people like let's zone in on the fact that as a black woman and with like obviously racism has been around. It's nothing like, it's not like it was here when there was slavery hundreds of years ago. And now it's back today. It's like, right, it came back. It's, Cause I, I hear people thinking that that's their viewpoint yeah. is like, Oh my gosh, it's back. And it's like, no, it's just being captured on video and right. social media. And it's just illuminated, um, yeah. a lot more. And, um, the exposure is now there and even more and more white people are finding it harder to ignore because mm-hmm. it has been our privilege to just turn a blind eye or, sure. to, or, or to, excuse, to say, you know, I had no idea. It's like now, right. we, I mean, how would you have no idea unless you live under a rock with no technology exactly by exactly. yourself? Um, <laughs> but, right. but there are so many people that stand firm on their beliefs, whether it's a racist belief or an exclusive belief or a, uh, whatever it is, they actually use the Bible to defend their position. And it, it gets really, it gets really muddied. Right. I I even have, and I'm, I'm just curious to hear what you have to say about this, but I have struggles with people who've came at me saying that I'm, I no longer believe the truth. I'm becoming so liberal with my views. And if the Bible isn't the one source of like authority that like I hang on, it's every word that I'm like inviting, I forget how it was worded to me before, but, but basically like it's either all or nothing. And mm-hmm. I love what a pastor who's a dear friend, more like a brother to me said on my, uh, on this podcast one time, he, he's a pastor of South Bend city church, which is where I'm from South Bend, Indiana. And mm-hmm. I, I love him. I love the church. And what I really have enjoyed is most churches are very much, um, the Bible is the inspired word of God. And, um, I'm trying to think of how they say it, but like, we believe every word in the Bible to be true. Mm -hmm. And while I believe the Bible is true and I read my Bible and I think it is the inspired word of God, I believe it has authority over my life as it points to Jesus, Mm -hmm. because there are so many contradictions in the Bible. So many. Mm-hmm. And if you think there's not, because I have people who come at me and are like, no, it's black and white or it's crystal clear. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Even the most brilliant theologians and scholars will tell you that these issues or these various topics are not clear mm-hmm. and they can show you how you could read and interpret and come out one way or the other. I guess I just want to open up from your perspective as a woman, as a black woman with all the different tensions that are in the air currently. Mm-hmm. How do you navigate all of that? <laughs> Man, that's a lot. <laughs> Just diving I, in deep. Right, we are. Um, man, there's so much that you said that I um, have a lot of thoughts towards. And I think that for me, um, I like go back to something that I um, just like years ago, like thought about like the judgment of God and like how he has to think when it comes to, to like people and the people that he created, his sons and his daughters. And I think about my kids, I think about, um, 
how like I know the deepest things within them and and um, how they're they're wired differently. They just work differently and how um, like my son has dealt with tons of like things in his health. Um, he has severe scoliosis. And when he was young, he had like blood issues and had almost had to have like a blood, blood transfusion. And then I see my daughter who's like, like full of like passion and um, just like takes authority, like just a spitfire and like how they're so different. And I see their paths so differently. They go going in such different ways and how, um, if they've, if there was ever something that happened to them or that they'd done that was wrong, like, how would I treat them? How would I judge them as like, you know, as, as adults, let's say something, you know, whatever. Um, and I, I constantly compare that to like what God has to do with us. And so I think about, I think about the Bible in a way that like, um, I do believe that he wanted all of those stories and those, those things within it. I don't think, I don't, I think that, you know, he told these people to write these things down. Um, some of them, I don't understand why, <laughs> I don't know why he put them in there. Um, but I think that's the world that we live in. We live like, it's literally exa- like <laughs> exactly, ha- uh, you know, like a replica of the, the stuff that we deal with on a daily basis. And I think some of the things in there are not even, they don't even give us answers. I think that's what people like struggle with they literally want the bible and like i'm just i'm literally just kind of coming to the a lot of these conclusions um me and my sisters actually recently did a bible study um have you heard of the jude 3 project i haven't what is it um it's really cool so they um actually focus on helping Black people understand why they believe the Bible and what they believe about the Bible. And it act, and they um, the study that I just did was, I'm going to grab the book. It's called Through Eyes of Color, mm. um, A Contextualized Guide to Help You Know What You Believe and Why. Um, they actually go through the Bible and um, share pieces of it that... Um, show light on the black people within the Bible, because it's like, we didn't just all of a sudden exist. Um, and how like God (laughs) intertwined different stories within it. They talk about some of the first, um, um, black, like Christian movements and, and it's, it's really cool. Um, so if you are interested, you should definitely. That's amazing. Um, Yeah. Yeah. They have a podcast. That's what their work is like all, um, based around. But it's really brought me to that point of like, there's a lot of things that we won't ever understand because of just, just because of the fall of man and just because of the will of man and what we, people do what they want to do in this world that we live in. It's so, doesn't make sense. And in the Bible, sometimes it doesn't make sense because it's like, why is this in here? What does this mean? Where are the answers? And I think what it's driven me to understand is that I need Jesus. Like mm-hmm. I need him to help me in my daily. I need him to help me navigate how to live and how to, how to exist in this time. And, and I do need his word, but I need him more. Like I need a personal <laughs> connection relationship yes. walk with him more than I need to sit here and yell and um, try to prove my point over what the, the scriptures say. Because when Jesus walked on this earth, 
people were doing the same stuff to him. They were telling him, well, scripture says this, but why are you doing that? And yep. it was because he was doing the will of his father. So if we can actually just connect more with him and have a personal walk with him, we will know what to do in certain situations. I think we people have been looking so far and long to like dive into the Bible and try to figure the answer out when it's like, it just continues, like you said, to point us to him. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that you said that because I don't think you're diminishing the value of being in God's word. Right. But, but if that's your sole focus and you're not having a personal relationship with God where you sit and listen and you talk to God and you find God through nature or music or art or whatever it is, right. Yeah. People find God in different ways. Um, really, how does this like, is the, is the word of God only getting to your head or is it getting into your heart? Because to me, the, the, I, what do they say? It's 18 inches from the head to the heart mm-hmm. for the, for scripture or for God's voice or for the will of God, whatever, however you want to say it for all of that to get from my head into my heart and to truly transform me and to help me live a different way without me striving to right. live way, for that to be a natural overflow of my existence requires the Holy spirit and requires a lot of my presence. And sometimes I can fake being present by reading scripture instead of actually being present. I I don't even know if that makes sense. No, that's good. It makes makes sense to me because I think, um, just coming from a background where there was a lot of routine and religion, um, switching over to like relationship is very, is what Jesus came for. Like, and, and I think that's like, people start like, Oh, I don't know what, like, I don't understand how to, how to, how to handle this or navigate that. And it's like, relationship is what he came for. And he said, when he, when he goes, like he will send his Holy spirit. Like it's about relationship walking mm-hmm. with him. And I think we're still looking for not saying that you, like you said, like not saying that you won't find answers and direction from the word of God. Right. Because we do believe that they're one, they're one, but like, we think that we're going to find the answer to like all these present day issues and topics, like not something that they weren't happening then, but it's very different times. So yes. like we need the Holy spirit. Like we, we need the Holy spirit. And so, um, that's, you know, more of the conclusion I've come to. Um, and that, like I said, I'm constantly wrestling in that. Yeah. Just constantly wrestling in that. Yeah. Um, and I think that's good. I think that's what God wants. That's what he wants his children to do. Yeah. Like, he doesn't want us to think we got it all figured out because we don't. Amen. Yeah. I, I love that. And, and I want to kind of circle back to, I guess, Gina, you, you believe that God created you on purpose for a purpose and you have, and will continue to kind of I don't want to say figure that out, but live into that as you spend time with God and things are illuminated, which continues to lead you down this path that you're on, right? We're ever evolving humans. So I, I love, I love all of this. And you and I could go so deep in so many different directions, whether it's art and creativity and following our passions to uh being women and just what that entails to our faith. And we've we've touched a little bit on these various things, but I want to kind of circle back to your art. And I, I already said it's beautiful. Um and what I one thing I love about your art is that you make art that shows joy and um includes black women. Obviously you're black and and you show these women being free and vulnerable and human. And I, I would love to just hear 
why that, if that's intentional and, and why, what's the why behind that? Yeah, it's definitely intentional. Um, and the, it's because I think just growing up, I grew up around so many like beautiful black women. I, I'm a middle child of seven. I have four sisters. Um, my mom has two sisters. My dad is out of 10. He has a lot of siblings. Um, I grew up with seeing all of these um, women that were just handling business and like taking care of their family and trying to do the right thing and trying to raise their children in a world that doesn't appreciate them. And I saw all the sides of their womanhood. And, and um, I thought, when I looked at the media, first of all, growing up, I didn't really see a lot of women that looked like me anywhere um, when it came to magazines and, you know, just on, on TV and like what the beauty standard was not um, women of color, it wasn't black women. And so, or if it was, we were super sexualized and like, yeah. So, um, you know, as I started creating artwork and started kind of like walking in the gift that God had given me, um, a lot of it tied back to like my identity and what I believed and saw within myself. Um, and as I started to create and share and draw, um, women continue to come back just in my mind. I want to draw women. I just like to draw women. I like to draw different women. And I started to, um, draw black women. I just love drawing black women. And, um, I love drawing different versions of black women because I, we are not all the same. <laughs> we don't all believe yes. the same thing. We don't all walk the same way. We don't all, um, come up with the same ideas of how we can end racial injustice. Like we have so different, you know, and we see that with, you know, with white women, we see that and we understand that. But when it comes to um, any women, woman of color, we, for some reason, just put them all in the same box and think they all think the same way. And so I started to just like create these different women. I wanted to see, um, then, but I really wanted to share and focus on, um, like the soft side of, of black women, because mm. there were so many images of us just being strong and like taking care of business. Right. But I think that we have been at least, um, black women in America, right. Had been kind of pushed into that role. Like we didn't have a choice, like in order to survive, you adapt to your surroundings. And so in order for us to survive in this world, we had to be strong. We had to carry things on our back that, that were not our responsibility to carry. And so, um, but I had seen the inner side of these women. I had been close to these women, had friendships with these women. And so um, I really intentionally create that, those images, because I think that there's a lot of black women that need to see them and that need to, um, understand that it's okay to show that side and then also that I feel like there's so many black women that relate to that and want to see those images and so um it's like it's really cool seeing my work like seeing people share it seeing people wear it seeing people um take it in it's super it's super powerful um and so that's that's why I do it and that um to have a their voices really heard <laughs> mm -hmm. and having a safe space and having their joy seen um, because so many are not trying to show that side of us. Yeah. 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 
I love that. And you have fun doing it, which is so great. When you work for yourself, <laughs> you better be doing something you enjoy. Yeah. So also really quick, you have a children's book that you're working on. Is that I right? Am, I am. Yeah. Can you, are you, tell us what you're allowed to share. Like, when does this come out? What's it called? What, it, or whatever you're allowed or wanting yeah. to share. Yeah, no, it comes out. It'll be another year. So it comes out in 2021. Um, the name of it is Spoonful of Faith. It's um, a cute little story about a little girl and her mom. And um, just like having faith to, to do something fun and big. And so um, it's totally in line with like my journey and, and, you know, my brand, because I just, I'm all about encouraging women to um, take the next step see, you know, listen to, um, what's inside of them, use the gifts that they have. And so it's a children's version of that message. And I'm super excited for it to be out. Um, and you're illustrating and writing it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's my first author illustrated project. Um, um, it's with Harper Collins. And so, yeah, I'm super excited. I'm excited for it to come out. (laughs) I can't wait. I cannot wait. I'm so excited. It's probably going to look just like you and your daughter. I mean, that's what what I envision. (laughs) It definitely looks like my daughter. I think, I mean, I always draw women that kind of resemble me, so it probably does look like me, but she's been seeing some of the, um, illustrations that I'm making and she's like, is that me? I'm like, yep. (laughs) <laughs> oh, that's so fun. Yeah. I love that. Oh, well, that gives us something to look forward to. Um, yeah. Hopefully 2021 in general is something to look forward no, to, I'm not. <laughs> you know, but, um, okay. Rapid fire, three quick questions for you. Okay. <laughs> Number one, if a woman wants to pursue whatever God has for her, but she's scared, what, what's your advice? Um, you know what? My, my advice is to actually write down all of, make a, make, make a table, a tea table on a piece of paper, write down all of the fears or like negative thoughts that she's having. And on the other side, write down either um, scriptures, positive words that people have spoken to her, um, or like the opposite of what those negative words say. And then um, actually speak the positive words to herself three to five times in a mirror every day. So she starts to believe in it. Um, it's something that really helped me and, and continues to help me out of like really dark times or like hard times. Um, and you just don't understand the power of your words. That's good. That's great. You're good at this rapid fire thing. Here we go. <laughs> number two, <laughs> number two, if a woman, actually, I know we have some men who listen to the podcast, definitely more women, but let's just go everyone, man or woman, (laughs) if someone wants to grow in their faith, they want to grow spiritually. They want what we've been describing as a relationship, not just religion and rules. What do you say to them? Ooh. Um, I say like, take it day, one day at a time. Um, don't get caught up in like everybody saying that you need to like find God in a certain way because he wants a personal relationship with you. And so, um, just, just like look for him to show up in like the most unexpected way. Like we were saying before, through music, through art, through nature, through like my husband, he feels most connected to God when he's fishing. He loves Mm -hmm. to be in nature on the water. That is where he feels like most clear and like most connected. Um, Like going to church does not make him feel that way. And so 
um, I would say like be open to that because God is not sitting in a box. He's not sitting in four walls inside of a church. He's living and breathing and roaming this world that he created. And so um, just be open. That's a word. I like that. Okay. Final question. For everyone listening, no matter what color their skin is, what do you want them to do or keep in mind as they um, are a part of this world that we all hopefully are fighting for equality? Mm. I would say, um, man, love your neighbor. And I think that's just like, that's commandment. Um, it kind of goes back to what we were saying about like trying to figure out all the answers of every single thing. Like Jesus made it very plain, man. Love me with all that you have and all your heart and love your neighbor, like love the person that's next to you. And so that doesn't matter what they believe, how they live, any of those things. Like I'm really trying to live this out because there's a lot of things I don't understand about people. There's a lot of things we don't understand about people that are different than us. Right. But then if we love them, man, there's just so much power in that. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. Amen. Well, Gina, I always love spending time with you and hanging out with you. And I don't really want to go back to my children right now, but (laughs) both have to go conduct e-learning. So, uh, I just want to thank you for your time. Thank you for your words of honesty and wisdom. I can't wait to point more and more people to you and especially to pre-order your book whenever you announce that that children's book is available. So thanks again for being here. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. (laughs) 